1: Hope you had a great weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all the amazing moms out there who make it all happen. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. This is ESPN 105.9 The Zone, the Out of Bounds show. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. Interesting weekend in sports in the state of Mississippi. Ole Miss. They swept Missouri. Mississippi State. Swept by Florida, and Southern Miss loses another series. I don't know what to do at this point. It's a lot of Jekyll and Hyde here. Uh, Mississippi State season looks all but over. Ole Miss hanging on by a thread today. They're in the SEC tournament. Um, We see teams every now and then bottle it at the end and get hot. I don't know. Feels like a long time since March 14th, and they were number one in the country. Since then, there's it's been pretty bumpy. But three in a row is, th- man, when you sweep somebody, it just changes everything, doesn't it? it? It just does. And I know Missouri's not a good baseball program, but uh, that's who you played. That was who was on your schedule, and you did what you were supposed to do. Um, and Ole Miss is sitting right now at 10 and 14. They're not guaranteed anything. Uh, Missouri's not going to make the tournament, so it's it's a battle. Kentucky's nine and fifteen. Mississippi State's nine and fifteen. Ole Miss, Bama, South Carolina are ten tied at ten and fourteen. There's some tiebreakers in there. All right. So, Southern Miss in danger of not hosting. Got to get their act together quickly. Number seventy-three strength of schedule is not good. They've had a wonderful year. One fifteen in a row. But when you're in a conference like Conference USA, you, you can't afford to slip. So if you want to come in at the fifteenth or sixteenth seed, um, well, you gotta get rolling again. And uh and fast. Ole Miss will play at LSU this weekend. That's Mike Bianco's alma mater. And Mike Bianco interviewed with LSU last year in what Probably, hindsight was a bad decision, but he had a bunch of his former, or yeah, former teammates, talk him into that, and you know it didn't work out. Scott Woodward was not going to hire Mike Bianco. Um, I don't know what is, you know, I I think we kind of think that this is it. Uh, maybe there's some kind of you know hail Mary miracle that they can drive themselves in the postseason and make a big splash. And, and turn this thing around. It does happen in baseball. That doesn't mean it's going to happen with Ole Miss. But it does happen. And you know the team that's been able to do this. Mississippi State. They have had some years where they struggled. And then they they got it together at the end. And they made a big run in the postseason. So we know that it can happen. Because it's happened in this state. Ole Miss hasn't done that. Under Mike Bianco. You know they haven't. You know, gotten knocked down a bunch, and then all of a sudden, roared the last couple of weeks of the season and made a deep run to the College World Series. So, it, baseball is weird, 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 weird. That bump, that mound, the way the game is played—I don't know. I—I uh, I can see from my text line a lot of frustrations in the Mississippi State fan base. I—I I don't blame you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You don't. You shouldn't miss the. Even losing Landon Sims, and I understand, you could easily have three more wins, maybe even more, four. And those are, I'm talking about conference. I mean that, that's powerful. Because if you got three or four more wins this morning, you're still in the hunt for the postseason. And this is a program that is proven. Once everything's on the line, they can win big games on the road in regionals and super regionals, and at home. Um. Uh, it's a talent thing. I mean, there's been some major, major misses in recruiting. And not using the transfer portal other than RJ Yeager. Do you think that worked out? It did. A lot of people are gonna ask questions. Why not? As red hot as you were coming out of July one, I was there. I mean, I saw the celebration on June thirtieth in Omaha. I saw Dak Prescott and Raphael Palmero walk in the Hilton. Of course, Dak couldn't stay long. It was just when you're that big, you just, you can't, I mean, he hugged 15 people and kind of surveyed the thing and realized, I probably need to get back on the private jet and get back to Dallas in an hour. But he was there and he celebrated and he loved it. Rafael Palmeira. I mean, people were everywhere. I, I saw it. And July one, getting up, going to the airport. I, you know, I got the whole thing. It, you could, there was a buzz in the air for Mississippi state fans. Jeffrey Simmons was right beside me for two hours. And um, Tennessee Titans, football player. But the the bottom line is, you know, R.J. Yeager was a really good land in the transfer portal. Easy for me to say now, but should have gone out and gotten three or four more guys. So I understand the Landon Sims deal. I get it. He's a great player. Uh, Healthy may have been the best pitcher in the country. He was pitching lights out. And you lost your best starter and your best closer. And I, I know that's tough. But you still got to manage a way to at least get in a regional. It's a momentum killer and you got a lot of, nothing's guaranteed. You got a lot of work to do in July. I mean, you know, you got Cade Smith coming back and Fristo and Hunter Hines and some others, but there's going to have to be a lot more juice. Uh, there's rumors that cam James is going to come back. Cause honestly, he didn't have an option. Was it twenty rounds now? I mean, you know, and and you, you hope that he makes a jump. Uh, Luke Hancock may come back to play catcher. He's going to have to get better. Yeah, I, there's a lot of question. There's a lot that has to be done by Lamonas and the staff in July. Both transfer portal and whatever else they do. This is a fan base that has come to expect super regionals. And trips to Omaha. I don't know. Is it four since 2013? Four trips to Omaha? And a national championship and played in two national championship series. So, you know how it is. Fans don't want to go backwards. Tickets are expensive. It's expensive to go for the weekend. Yeah, you want to go and party foul, foul pole to foul pole in the Mardi Gras of college baseball. But you want to win. And you just got run off your own field by Florida team. That, let's just be honest. And they're another one that could get on a roll. But to date, they've just been solid. This is not one of Kevin O'Sully Sullivan's elite teams. We'll switch gears. Um, interesting, Tom Luganville gave us his top four for college football. Bama won, Ohio State with CJ Stroud, two. Remember that name. You know about Bryce Young, quarterback at Bama remember the name CJ Stroud quarterback at Ohio State number three Georgia yeah I mean they're Kirby's still rolling and recruiting but they lost a lot they're going to take a step back but probably still go like 11 and one or something I don't even know they may not drop a game and then Utah at four y'all aren't interested in Utah but they're well coached and And do a great job. I tell you who's coming faster and can rebuild in a much more timely manner than before is Southern Cal. Because what can Southern Cal do? Because of their brand, they can leverage the transfer portal, which they are. Look at the pit wide receiver. And so Lincoln, they weren't far off. They were just so poorly coached. Lincoln Riley, I mean... He may only need a year. Like, they're going to take five steps forward. They're going to be interesting and fun to watch, which is good for you and me this year. But, man, they may be ready to go by next year. This is going to be exciting to watch. The Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, is brought to you by Live Oaks Golf Club. LiveOaksGC.com to schedule book 18 holes back in a second.
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Corner Market Grocery Stores. That's where you go to find a great selection of craft beer and import beer and also Boar's Head. Premium meats, cheeses, hummus, American-owned since 1905, fifth generation, Boar's Head, compromise elsewhere. You can find it at Corner Market grocery stores in the state of Mississippi, including Bellhaven, Fondren, and Northside Drive. Want to say good morning, welcome in. We'll have Dave Bartu on the show in the next segment, and he'll give us some real nerdy stuff to think about in the world of analytics. And football, college football, SEC, and and maybe NFL. Speaking of, so you're going to have two new members in the family. Oklahoma and Texas will be joining the SEC sooner than later. And Bartu uh, tweeted this a couple of weeks ago, but I I thought I would throw it out to you and and see what you think. So speaking of change change of scenery, which is what's going on with Oklahoma and Texas. They're going to be in the SEC. They're going to leave the Big 12. And the Big 12 will will never rebound from that, and they'll cobble something together and look like a, uh, a G5 conference. And Cincinnati will become the number one recruiter in the Big 12. How about that? But Oklahoma and Texas have been in the Big 12 for some time, and not Not including Oklahoma and Texas. There are 32 programs with over 500 NFL starts the last five years. Do y'all, y'all get that 32 programs that their players have started 500 times in the last five years in the big 12 OU and Texas face, none of the 32 in the sec they will play 10 of them. Bartu wraps up the tweet with, buckle up, Buttercup. So Oklahoma lost an excellent head coach and replaced that head coach with someone who's never been a head coach. Brent Venables is not going to continue this 11-1 stuff at Oklahoma. It's just not going to happen. Um, especially once, obviously, they come to the SEC. Texas, we'll see what Sark does. That was a bad year. But I want to say that again. In the Big 12, Oklahoma and Texas don't face any of the 32 programs that have had over 500 NFL starts in the last five years. In the SEC, they will have 10 of them. So the, the question really becomes is, will they be able to develop and uh, not develop, but will they be able to get that toughness edge? Like, Mississippi State and Ole Miss are two of the toughest programs in college football. People don't look at it like that because we only look at wins and losses. And Bama and Georgia and LSU and all the teams are all elite recruiters, and it's so difficult to beat them. But Mississippi State and Ole Miss last year, for example, Ole Miss beat LSU, and they beat A&M. And Mississippi State beat A&M and beat Auburn. Those are physical, brutal, grueling, gruesome games. Um, With Oklahoma and Texas, they've never had to go through a September, October, November where you have to be, where you you go on a three, four-game stretch of just one SEC monster after another. They've just never, I mean, you know, they go Iowa State, then Kansas, then TCU. Well, I mean, why
0: don't
1: we do it? Mississippi State this year will play Bama, LSU, Auburn, AM, and Georgia. Let me say that again. Bama, LSU, and Georgia, all elite recruiters. AM, now an elite recruiter, just moved in there. And Auburn's a fringe elite recruiter. That doesn't count their arch rival, Ole Miss, who comes in at about number 20, composite, and Arkansas, who's around 20. 24, 25. So that's, and, and we know what Mark Stoops has done at Kentucky. He just continues to move them up in the recruiting rankings because they get after it. And they beat Mississippi State on on players over the years. Uh, but Oklahoma and Texas, I think, are in for a rude awakening. And we'll see how much longer. Do we get them next year? Do they figure out the legal piece and the settlement with the Big 12? between now and, you know, next winter? Will they be a part of the deal in 2023, or will it get pushed one more year? I think it's exciting that they're coming in the league, and I hope that we'll break up the Eastern and Western divisions as we've talked about. We'll just have some 14 pods, and Mississippi State and Ole Miss will not have to play Bama and LSU combined. Or Let's let's look up like this, Bama, LSU, Auburn and A&M every year. That's tough. Mississippi State catches Georgia again. Mike Leach is just living right, isn't he? He get he got Georgia in year 1 and now he gets Georgia in year 3. Now Lane Kiffin is living right. He avoids playing Georgia for the third year in a row. Um So that that's where we are. They play Georgia late in the season. Very interesting. Uh, Mississippi State plays Georgia in November, late, late in the year. And uh, MSU has a non-conference cupcake before they play Ole Miss. And Ole Miss plays Sam Pittman and the Hogs before the battle for the Golden Egg. You know, I, I didn't realize that Utah and Florida get the season kicked off. That could be a whale of a game. Utah bringing everybody back with an excellent coach who's been there for 20 years or whenever Urban Meyer and Dan Mullen left Utah. Kyle Whittingham took Urban Meyer's place and has stayed, which is... God, is he the longest-tenured? Is Kyle Whittingham the longest-tenured Power 5? Well, they were G5 at some of that time. That's right. I'd have to see when... When Utah joined the Pac-12, but man, he's been there like 20 seasons, which is in football remarkable, but Utah, Florida could be a good one for us. There's some others here that I like. All right, Utah joined the Pac-12 in 2011, according to. Our new sports intern, Will, who maybe he's just going to take over the show and Blake's going to move to Dublin, Ireland. Who knows what's going to happen uh, there. How many of you put money on a rich strike over the weekend? I mean, is that crazy? That, that whore 80 to one closes at 80 to one odds for the Kentucky Derby. Looked like it was a half a football field behind and comes out of nowhere to win the Derby. It's one of the best ones that I've ever watched. I was glad I got off the boat, got focused, but I watched about thirty minutes of the pregame derby. I know some of you watched more than that. Uh, when you're out in Vegas, they started at eight in the morning. You get, you you watch all the races leading up to the Kentucky Derby. I never realized how many there were leading up to the big race at five fifteen, five thirty. But can you imagine if you put a good a good bit of dough? on rich strike and then you win that's that's wild that was a lot of fun our uh, Kentucky Derby coverage is brought to you by Long Branch Bourbon part of the Wild Turkey portfolio Matthew McConaughey and Eddie Russell collaborated Eddie Russell is the master distiller of Wild Turkey Matthew McConaughey is a famous actor and they come up with Long Branch fantastic bourbon ask for it at your local wine and spirits store Briarwood wine and spirits or another or at your favorite restaurant or bar please drink responsibly the out-of-bounds show ESPN 1059 the zone our Kentucky Derby coverage brought to you by Long Branch Bourbon and Russell's Reserve part of the wild turkey umbrella and portfolio we're going to go out to the west coast welcome in day bar two coming up next on the corona premiere guest line. You're listening to ESPN 105.9 The Zone, WRKS.
0: I'm your host, Bo Bounds. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah.
1: The Outerbound Show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Startville and Tupelo. Bulldog Burger. Delicious burgers, sandwiches, appetizers, and a great selection of craft beer. Bulldog Burger, Ridgeland, Starkville, and Tupelo. This is 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. Want to say good morning, welcome in. We're, uh, we're turning the page here, and we will... We'll go heavy SEC football at NFL. We want to welcome in our friend Dave Bartu at CFB Matrix on Twitter. He's got all sorts of things going on. And Bartu joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. What's up, buddy?
2: Dude, so now that the draft's over, we got 11 and a half months of SEC football to go? Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know what's amazing,
1: Bartu, is you and I talk all the time. And I was talking to you, you were asking me about my trip to the NFL draft mm-hmm. in Vegas, and you know, what's amazing about them is I'm out there for almost four days and it was a cool experience. And I'd never thought about going to the draft until this all shook out. And I'm glad I went in Vegas because it's a cool place, but all they did out there was promote their next thing, which was their schedule drop may 12th. I mean, mm-hmm. it, they are so good at owning the sports, you know, space between our ears and in front of our eyes, nobody does it better, Bartu.
2: Yeah. Yeah, always, always on to the uh, always on to the next big thing. You know, you, you were at the event, and they're already, like you said, promoting the next one. And it's a – well, it's a constant marketing cycle, right? Yeah. That's just the way it is. And it's the same thing for all of sports.
1: You know, I was – Looking at you, uh, uh, checking out your Twitter feed, and Danny Cannell was talking about you know college football's you know going in the wrong direction, and we need to find a solution. And your counter was, you know, hey, it it took forever to get here to allow players to, or whatever student athletes uh-huh. to to you you know to leverage their name, image, likeness. And again, most of these are small deals. Okay, we get caught up in. What we believe, Tennessee offering several million dollars to a quarterback in this next class, but I've heard enough uh, from from soccer and 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 even football and basketball and baseball of twenty five hundred, thirty five hundred, five thousand dollar deals, uh, but we only focus on the big ones. You know, talk a little bit about what you said, your counter to to Cannell, and. And why you don't think anything's going to change anytime soon with guardrails for NIL.
2: All right. Well, I don't remember exactly what I tweeted back at that dude, but I, I do remember him, you know, and a lot of people were like this, right? Hair on fire. Oh my God, we're going the wrong way. I can't believe this is happening, you know, and, and everybody, everybody's trying to overcorrect in the middle of the highway, uh, you know, instead of just staying in the lane and look at how many years has everybody been complaining about we need something for the student athletes. I mean, decades, Dec- right? I mean, yes. it's been a long time, right? So, so, so it took um, an act of the government, which, of course, the act of the government was, yeah, nil is great because now we get all the tax revenue, right? I mean, that's the only reason to do it. Illegal, illegal is not taxed; legal is taxed. That, that's your that's your line. It's easy. Um, so it's <clears throat> it took us twenty years to get this far. You're not tur This is a Titanic. Right, you're not turning this ship rapidly, uh, so it, there, there's really no going back there. But I think a lot of the overhype is focusing on the very, very few deals. You know, uh, most of the student athletes aren't getting much of anything. You know, when you look at the big picture, yeah. uh, most of it is going to be on uh, affiliate program, influencer programs, things like that, uh, which are opportunities, and that's cool, but. Uh, I I just feel that everybody is, you know, with the hair on fire trying to turn it so quick and I think you just need to calm down a little bit. Agree. You know, because not only yeah, not only do you have NIL. You you had the you had these two massive rivers of change flowing together. Okay? You had NIL coming from one way, then you had COVID extra bonus year coming from the other direction. And all of a sudden you had NIL mixing in with with super seniors In one massive blow to what we see is stability, right? Now you got guys making big money, you got guys transferring all over the place, and you know I I work with enough head coaches where it's just hold your breath, calm down, okay, just just relax because there's going to be a process of the NIL pushing its way through, you know, um, because you know okay great you you paid a guy eight million dollars to come to your school. Odds are he's just going to cash that check and go nowhere. That's right. Right? I mean, that's real, that's really the odds. I mean, it's zero. Next to zero, that guy uh, is going to be worth the money. Um, and, and so just calm down. I think the other point is that, like with Canel, he's like, well, what did the fans need to do? You don't need to do squat because you can't do anything. <laughs> that's right. Right? That's right. You can't do anything, you dummy. You know, oh, the fans are gonna make this happen. Oh, right. Oh, be still my beating heart. Look, if somebody really wanted to not make this happen, all it takes is a head coach and an AD to go, yeah. Uh, the collective paying that guy eight million. Yeah, we don't want him. We just want to accept him, right? We don't. Well, that's not how we're doing it. So until you see a head coach and administration turning guys down, they have the power. Right, they can turn these guys away. Any head coach, you know, whether it's Mike Leach or Lane Kiffin or Nick Saban, any of these guys can go. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to play that game. I don't want to do it this way. That's right. But they are.
0: That's right. So until Dude. they stop doing it.
2: Until they <laughs> stop doing it. There's no, there's no power in the fans. They all think they influence. It games every single weekend and they all think they have all this power and this that and the other. you might have a power over like the tennessee administration when they try to hire shiano and you go bat-ass crazy that's cool but when it comes down to the ncaa as a whole and i think this situation until head coaches and administrators until they step up and say no to this change in certain areas then it's status quo but i, I do feel over the years in the ne- in the next three four years it will slowly the shine will wear off. I agree. Like, they'll lose their power. People won't be contributing as much money because, man, I'm contributing all this money. and We're still seven and five. <laughs> yeah, you still you're still crappy at recruiting, right? You still can't do it, you know. And I think the transfer portal is overrated. I think people who rely expand on, on, on that. Like a, expand okay. on that. Okay, um, I, I'm drawing a connection to my work with the NFL in the last couple of couple in the last month. Okay, when you look at NFL franchises, the best, most stable NFL franchises, the ones who win the most football games, utilize the least number of starters and free agents. They're very good at the draft. They are very good at getting starts out of their draft picks. They are very consistent at the guys they bring in, keeping those starts and not letting them go. Okay, Um, so I liken the transfer portal to free agency. Okay, most teams that rely heavy on free agency are crappy. They cycle. You you gotta remember, there's and there's a salary cap in the NFL, right? So everybody's spending the same amount of money basically, Um, but some of them are cycling through guys a lot more, you know. And so you you look at you look at Green Bay, okay, 134 starters in the last 10 years, awesome franchise, right? Awesome franchise. Mm -hmm. Um, You look at the Cleveland Browns, 119 starters. New York Jets, 223 starters, you know, 219 starters, you almost double Green Bay. So when I see teams heavy in the transfer portal, relying heavily on the transfer portal, you know, I get it if maybe you want to try to get a quarterback, but I think you rely on it too much, you risk becoming that NFL franchise that just churns through guys and has no stability
0: at all.
1: Well, and Lane Kiffin's going all in. Now, Lane's hot right now, right? He's done a mag- – you've mm-hmm. talked about it. He's done a magnificent job at Ole Miss the last two years. You've talked about how he really grew up at Bama, but he took that and did a, an amazing job at Florida Atlantic. And then he parlayed that into yeah. a good job. Now he's making over $7 million a year, and he won 10 games with Matt Corral. But there can be – what you're saying is there can be a too much – Component of transfer portal when you're trying to bring in 13, 14 guys and hoping that all of them because the bus rate's still pretty high. It's just like for JUCOs. uh, Mm -hmm. What would you say to you know because Lane's all in on the transfer portal, bar two?
2: Well, I'd have to break down what came in. Okay, Uh, I'm more interested in guys that are falling forward. So what I, what I mean by that is is he taking that guy that developed really good let's say he that junior that developed that junior lineman that developed really good at Louisiana under Billy Napier mm-hmm. and he falls forward into Old Miss. Okay, that's cool. And does he have the height and weight of an Old Miss starter? Okay? So there's a couple of components there, but the number one is is the guy falling forward. All right? So that's what I that's what I want to see. The guy that's moving up. Um, because that guy's going to work harder. He's going to get to Ole Miss and go, wow, this is cool here. All right. Um, versus the guy that is falling sideways or falling down. You know, you, you take that Alabama guy that can't make it at Alabama and, and you bring him in. What's his attitude going to be like? You know, he, he went from the, the top and he's moving sideways or moving down. I think you're looking at cultural issues there. So when you evaluate all these transfers, one of the things I'm looking at is how many guys are you getting that are falling forward into your program that are going to just try to kill it when they're there because they never had this opportunity before versus the guy that maybe is just a malcontent somewhere else and is leaving because he's not getting playing time. I don't want that guy. Mm -hmm. I don't want that guy at all because you know who else doesn't want that guy? The NFL. You watch the transfer rate with you transfer from a program and a head coach that hasn't left, you know, so the head coach is still there. There's been no coaching turnover. You transfer from one program to another because you couldn't cut it because it was too tough. That is going to be a red flag for NFL teams in the future. It already is. Watch it hurt more kids, and it will help.
1: Dave Bartu on the Corona Premier Guest Line, talking SEC college football, tying it in with the NFL. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. The show is brought to you by... Sound and communication, soundcomav.com for your, all your audio and visual, soundcomav.com. Okay, let's talk Ole Miss this year. Um, the schedule is pretty amazing. I don't oh, think it mattered oh, who Lane Kiffin signed uh, this past <laughs> year. Uh, they play, no, I'm going to rip through it real, the first six real quick, oh, and then we dude, can go.
2: It's 7-0, it's, it's and oh, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't matter who transfers in. This is just a delicious, delicious schedule. You cannot set it up any better than this. Hit it.
1: All right. Troy, Central Arkansas at Georgia Tech, Tulsa, Kentucky at Vandy, and Auburn, who has dead man walking. Part two.
2: Dude, seriously, right? Seven and no. Yeah. I mean, aren't, there, aren't you looking at 7-0 oh here? Because Troy has the worst graded coaching staff in the Sun Belt. Boom, that's a W. Central Arkansas, right? At Georgia Tech, you know, struggling. Defense hasn't been there. New offensive coordinator, massive recruiting advantage. Tulsa, obviously massive recruiting advantage. Tulsa just lost their, their defensive coordinator that was holding everything together. Tulsa's going to get killed in this game. Now, Kentucky, I don't think it's a coin flip. It's at home. That is another great schedule hit right there, big recruiting advantage over Kentucky, huge coaching advantage over Kentucky. Kentucky has one of the bottom three coaching staffs in the SEC. Vanderbilt, the worst coaching staff in the SEC. And, and Auburn, the second worst coaching staff in the SEC. I mean, any, anything really less than 7-0 and out of the gate, I, I don't know about you, but I'd be I'd, I'd be disappointed in this. Hell, if, if Mississippi State or Arkansas have this same schedule, I'd be disappointed with anything less than 7-0. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and so, so they face the worst coaching staff, second-to-worst, and third-worst coaching staff. Uh,
2: right. And, and, yeah, three weeks in October. Awful, horrible, and ugly.
1: Man, Lane Kiffin's living right. This is – and he, he avoids Florida and Georgia and Tennessee. So right, that's – and,
2: and he gets the Tigers – with a full new staff, right. Right. A whole new staff there. Um, you know, at, at A&M, nothing's really changed there. That's, that's, that's obviously where we're, you know, the bottom half is where it gets brutal, but anybody like state gets, gets LSU early, which is, which is I think is a scheduled bonus because the earlier you get LSU, you can't argue the talent at LSU. I mean, you're talking about the, sure. what, the second most NFL starts over the last 10 years. I mean, it's it's just a factory there of talent, um, but you know at LSU, uh, you, you got to call that a coin flip because the coaching staff at Ole Miss is better than LSU, and LSU still trying to get their stuff together. Uh, at AM we'll we call that a loss. And, and if you look at Vegas, the early line on that is eight wins, right? So you're just you're looking at these last five. If you're betting over eight, you're saying okay, if they start out seven and zero, oh, I need a W in these last five to just simply get a push. Now I believe LSU is a 50 50 because LSU has a new staff. Everything's new there. Um, and, and Ole Miss's staff is better. A&M will call that a loss at home against Alabama. Look, let's not just be stupid. We'll just say Alabama wins everything every time. And it'll sure. just be easier that way. Right. I mean, um, then you go to at Arkansas. Now that's, that's that is your big one right there. If you're betting the over, that, that game at Fayetteville is the game because LSU is probably a 50-50. Uh, and Alabama are going to be losses. Now, at Arkansas, you're coming off of Alabama at home. So that November 19th game in Fayetteville could be huge emotional letdown. That's one of your top three coaching staffs in the SEC. So that is, that is the big game right there if you're betting the over in my opinion. I, I'd, I'd call that a 50-50 game, same as, as LSU. So now we're at eight wins, and then you got Mississippi State at home. you got a better coaching staff, a little bit more talent. I'm leaning old Miss in, in that one as well. So we're looking at, I like the eight. I see where it's at in terms of the line. And so you just need one of the wins at LSU or at Arkansas to push it over the top. I, I lean the over eight because I see
1: nine more plausible than seven. Okay. Uh, how about that for our listeners? Dave Bartu on the Out of Bounds show. You, you've got – I've never – I can't ever remember a, a, a seven-game stretch like this for Ole Miss or Mississippi State, in which Bartu says 7-0, and oh, but really worst-case scenario would be 6-1, and one, and I don't know who that would be the one would right, be Kentucky? from.
2: Yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to have to lose at home. To Kentucky or Auburn, you know, I mean, any of the other five. If 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 somebody pulls an upset off, I mean, we're not call, we're not calling the ball on that. I mean, the talent gap, the coaching gap is just ridiculous. And in, in all those other five football games, Kentucky just doesn't have very good coaching staff. You know, I mean, they got a they got a quarterback that is projected top ten in the NFL draft. Um, you know, but they, they got a new offensive coordinator that we have ranked in the bottom four of offensive coordinators in the SEC. Wow. They got a good they got a good defensive coordinator. Brad White is solid. Okay? okay. Um, you know, but you got Brad White versus Lane Kiffin. Right? And Lane Lane Kiffin is top top three offensive coordinator in the SEC. Hold
1: on, it's it's so, Browse, then Lane or Kendall Browse and someone else? Uh
2: it, it's uh it's Bryles Where's Bryles at? It's a, there, there's three guys that are just in kind of a league all by themselves. It's Bryles, Kiffin, and Heupel. Got it. Okay. Good deal. Okay. But those are, if, if, I'm, if I'm draft, you know, I like putting guys in groups with our grading because there's not that much difference between them. You, you would take any of these guys. And, and then your next level of guy is really good right there, you know? So, so right, right below those guys, your next one down would be Napier. At Florida,
1: Woo! he's 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 going to do well. He's really, wow. yeah,
2: he is. He is tight in there. Um, there's not a lot of difference between Napier and Bryles. That's oh, okay. So I mean, we're it,
1: it's real close between what you're saying is Bryles, Kiffin, hypo Napier. It's there's not a lot of difference, right?
2: No, no. I'd you know I'd put Billy fourth in there overall, but he also has a lot less of a sample size, right? You know, we haven't seen him call plays as long. So, you know, let's, let's see how that goes going forward. But I, I would really heavily bet on that guy to be successful, but, you know, <clears throat> but you look at, you know, at Kentucky versus Ole Miss um, Kentucky's going to, to me, is going to have to win with their defense. Unless of course this quarterback that they have is an NFL quarterback. You know, if he can push Kentucky to nine, 10 wins, that's NFL level quarterback because the offensive coordinator is not good at all they're kentucky's gonna have to win on offense through the quarterback. yeah they're not winning that game the they, OC, they won't right?
1: score enough so so let's go we we just had a msu listener go uh mm-hmm. better coaching staff my ass explain why old miss because you like uh, obviously kiffin trump's leach and you like leach but kiffin mm-hmm. as a play caller especially what he's come up with the last five years kind of changing his stripes and so on six seven years uh-huh. Bama and F- F- FAU and Ole Miss. Um, yeah. And then you like crumb over Arnett. But just walk us through the difference in the staffs, Bartu.
2: Okay. Okay. So when I'm talking staffs, it's, it's always interesting when somebody pops off like that because I'm talking all 11 headsets. Mm-hmm. So if, if somebody in the time we started talking about this and this person texted in, if they went through and evaluated all 11 headsets for each team in the SEC, hats off to you. That is really cool to go through 160 guys that fast. All right? But when when you look at the head coach, the head coach is basically a wash. Kippen and Leach as head coaches, it's 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 a wash in terms of the numbers. You look at offensive scoring efficiency, okay? Um, the numbers lean towards Lane as the more consistent play caller. Now, Leach pulls off Ws, right? I told you, he's a walking upset. Mm-hmm. It's amazing sometimes. But from a consistency standpoint, Lane has been more consistent there. All right? But even if you call the head coach in the OC a wash, you go to the D.C. Crum, young guy. We don't have a big profile on him. He hasn't been calling a lot of football games. Kind of the same thing with Arnett. We have Crum rated at a 52.4. We got Arnett at a 46.5. So, you know, on a scale of zero to 100. So they're, they're pretty close to each other, all right? But the real kicker is when we start getting into the support staff, okay? You look at your special teams coach, Eric for Mississippi State. We got him graded at a 53. We got Marty up at Ole Miss, graded at 69. Wow. That is a big gap. That is a big gap. And I'll, and I'll tell you right now, because right now the average special teams coach in the SEC is very good. Very good. We got Eric in the bottom three for Mississippi State. So I think there's going to be one football game where you just, you gnash your teeth over special teams because there's so many good special teams coaches in the SEC. And, we don't have a big body of work on Eric, so that's why he's graded down. So special teams, leans Old Miss. Now you start looking at the offensive support staff, the headsets there. This is about even, okay? Uh, we got we got Ole Miss and Mississippi State, almost the exact number. So we're talking running back coach. We're talking quarterback coach, wide receiver coach, offensive line coach, all about the same. Now, if you're going to put a question mark on Ole Miss this year, it's like, okay, is a really good quarterback coach. You lost him. How replaceable is that as a quarterback coach? Because Lane was calling the plays. Lane's going to be a good play caller either way. Right. But that quarterback coach, that's probably a big question. The big separation in these two staffs gets down to the defensive support staff. And with, with Ole Miss, we have Ole Miss as um, the number two defensive support staff In the SEC, behind Alabama, wow. Whereas Mississippi State is in the bottom four in defensive support staff. That's where the difference is, and that's why I have Ole Miss as a better overall eleven headsets state here.
1: Bam! We'll leave it there. Boy, that'll be a great tease for the next interview. That was fantastic. Bar two, have a great Monday. Appreciate it, dude.
2: Love you, brother. Have a good week, man.
1: At CFB Matrix, he just I love the eleven headsets thing. All right. They have graded all 11 headsets with every Power 5 program. There you have it. If you missed any of it, go to Apple Podcast or Spotify. Cersei the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. We're powered by Independent Roofing Systems, the number one commercial roofing company in the state of Mississippi. Independent Roofing
0: Systems, roofing.ms.